Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 3, Episode 8, titled The Puppet Master. Yet another one of my favorite episodes of this show. We are in a freaking gold rush. Right now, at this point in our viewing. Oh my god, I adore every single aspect of this episode. It is absolutely incredible, absolutely amazing in every sense. I remember watching this for the first time in 07 and just being blown away from beginning to end. My jaw was on the ground. While watching that thing. And honestly, it's even better than I remember it. This is such a friggin' masterpiece. It's such an incredible episode. And what makes this episode so great, what makes it sort of stick out from every other episode of Avatar, is that they basically just completely out of nowhere decided to make this show a horror movie for a week. Like, like they basically just said, hey, what if Avatar but horror? And strangely, it works. This is a terrifying episode that still haunts me every time I watch it. It's always an intense experience. Watching this episode, it creates such a creepy atmosphere, so purpose, so, so perfectly, I can't talk. Uh, There's some great character depth to it as well, like, they get into some really terrifying elements, like, it's just, it's such a great horror-themed episode. And, like, just right from the very beginning... Right from the very beginning, this this episode trains you. This is not going to be the typical fun episode of Avatar. It's just going to be terrifying. This is going to be scary as all hell. Like when they're around the campfire doing scary stories. Sokka does that really lame one. And then Katara tells the story of Nini. Uh, their mother's friend. And, um, (laughs) holy crap, I, I love how Mae Whitman delivers that. She delivers that story in a really, (laughs) in a really captivating, really unsettling way, and they animate it as such, and it's just, 
It's fantastic. That scene alone is terrifying. And then, of course, Hama shows up, and I love the character of Hama. Hama is a really, really great antagonist for this episode. Uh, when you hear her motivations for basically stealing Fire Nation people and putting them on a mountain, like, it totally makes sense. You can understand where she is coming from. She has a really, really compelling background of being one of the Southern Water Tribe benders that was initially captured in those first raids all those years ago. And then she spent so long in that really horrible prison, that really bleak, depressing prison where they pumped in dry air and kept benders from from drinking water. And when they were allowed to drink water, their hands were, like, mounted. Like, they were chained up by their arms. Like, it's just a really, really terrible situation. And then, of course, like, she learns to bloodbend and gets out that way. And then it's like, I hate the Fire Nation. I'm going to do this horrific thing to them. To every single one of them. And just... And just bloodbend them all to this mountain. Like, it's really, really... It's an amazing little arc in there. It's an amazing villain backstory. And, like, the way they animate Hama... Like, especially in that third act, like, her face contorts and is just, like, pure evil. Like, it is nightmare fuel. Like, the animation on Hama is so dynamic, where they go from sweet old lady to just terrifying ghoul so quickly when the full moon comes out. And it's not even, like, some amazing transformation. They just, like, change a few details in how they structure the shots around her. Like, you, oh my god, you literally see her in a different light, and it's amazing. And it's even more unsettling. Uh, I love the whole arc of Katara and Sokka discovering that Hama is Southern Water Tribe, and basically Katara kind of feeling like, oh, this is, this is, like, this should be our friend. This is our... This is the last southern waterbender. And she feels this kinship to her without knowing who she actually is. They have this big water tribe feast. And Hama teaches Katara all these bending techniques that she's never thought of doing. Uh, pulling water out of thin air. Uh, pulling water out of plants. Like, stuff like that. That's just like... Well, in hindsight, it's obvious. <laughs> but in the moment, you're like, oh my god, that's awesome. That's really cool. I love everything about that. Like, yeah, there's water in the air. Pull that water out of the air. There's water in plants. Pull that water out of the plants. Meanwhile, Aang, Sokka, and Toph are doing this investigation into this spirit, quote-unquote, that's taking away all the village people. And they're basically just doing a paranormal investigation. They're literally doing a paranormal investigation. 
and kind of poking around in every aspect of the town. Uh, they think like the t it's a typical spirit fair of they did something to the environment to piss off a spirit. So they're like, huh, what could these people have done? Oh, wait, this place is beautiful. Well, it can't be that. Uh, so they find this dude named Old Man Dink. Who tells them his story. He's the only person who survived this encounter. I love Old Man Dink, by the way. Old Man Dink is great. And tells the story of how, like, he felt possessed. He lost control of his entire body. And just went towards a mountain. And then the sun came up. And he ran away. Because he gained control of his body again. Like, another really creepy little story in there. And then they realize, oh crap, there's a bunch of people in the mountain. Ah! <laughs> and they just hightail it over there and free them all. And then, of course, it's revealed that Hama's the one who did it. And then we get this amazing third act confrontation between Katara and Hama. Okay, let me just pause for a second and talk about bloodbending. Bloodbending as an idea. <sighs> that, as a concept, scares the living shit out of me. The idea of just someone during the full moon, like, just raising up their hands... And then suddenly you, like, can't control your body. Suddenly, like, your motor functions are being violated. And you're doing things you don't want to do. Like, it's really scary. It's a really scary concept. And not only is it terrifying on that base level. Not only does it play off that fear of losing control of yourself very, very perfectly. But also, like, the way that... The bodies contort when bloodbending is occurring. Like, just the unnatural motions. It's... Oh, it's nightmare fuel. It's just nightmare fuel. It's just this disjointed mass of human that's, like, halfway between doing a thing and not doing a thing... Because it's just, it's unnatural. It's completely unnatural. And it's just the most horrific imagery ever. It also kind of makes sense because had some technical difficulties. Sorry about that. Anyway, like, it makes sense because our bodies are largely water. So, of course, you'd be able to control, like, every muscle, every vein in someone's body during the full moon. But, oh, it's scary. It's so, so scary. And this fight, it's like they said, let's have this fight between Hama and Katara take place in the most terrifying location imaginable. Like, they're in the middle of this desolate forest. It is dimly lit. Like, it's, like, the color palette is just black, basically. Like, it's just, it's terrifying it's a terrifying set piece and i love like katara just falling victim to the blood bending and almost getting bested but then kind of just getting out of it because 
she's a more powerful bender. And then, of course, they they get into this fight, which starts as a typical waterbending fight, but then Aang and Sokka show up and muddy it up. And then they become weapons for Hama to use. So Katara is now fighting Sokka and Aang, who have no idea what's happening. And to just watch our heroes become like this unnatural, contorting, jerky thing. Like, it's really unsettling. It really, really is. And then, of course, you have this ending... Where Katara and, or not Katara, Sokka and Aang are like just flying towards one another at Hama's little deal. And then Sokka and Aang stop. You see Hama twitch a little bit and then collapse to the ground and you see, oh, oh god. Katara's bloodbending. And. And then Hama, of course, is taken away by the villagers she captured. And just as she's walking away, she says, Congratulations, Katara. You're a bloodbender. And then Katara just breaks down crying. And it's totally understandable. Like, it really is. Like, Katara just fought with everything she had. To prevent herself from being this evil witch. From preventing herself to use her bending for something so sadistic and unnatural. She tried to be pure good. As she always is. But then, in this moment of desperation, she gave in to... Hama's teaching. She became a bloodbender out of necessity. And now she just hates that part of herself. It's a really, like it is a bittersweet ending. It really, really is. And such a perfect ending for what is essentially a 22-minute horror film. It's extraordinary. It really, really is. I love everything about this episode. It's absolutely... Incredible. Oh, I should mention the scene of Sokka going through all of Hama's shit is pretty great. It's really amusing. But oh my god, this is an episode that just sticks with you. It sticks with you for all of time and it's horrific. It's nightmare fuel. Good luck sleeping tonight if you watched this along with me. Holy crap, I love everything about this episode. I, I adore adore it so much. Uh, If not top five, then it's definitely among my top ten episodes of this show. It's phenomenal. It really, really is. Uh, So yeah, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever other podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well, it's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. 
Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 3, Episode 9. Talk to you then.